Can you make a living from writing? How about a side hustle that turns into a full-time work-from-home career that allows you the flexibility and time freedom to devote to your novel, your memoir, or your story collection, all while sharpening your writing skills? In this episode, I'm going to give you five ways that you can earn money as a writer. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Back in 1999 to around, I'm going to say 2009, yes, a long time ago, I worked full-time as a freelance writer. I worked from my studio apartment in New York City, and I had spent the year and a half prior writing feature articles and ads and other sales material for this major ballroom studio in New York City where I worked as a dance teacher and manager. And I built up my portfolio. And then I turned it into a full-time business. I wrote everything from print ads to web copy to feature magazine articles and advertorials, press releases, product brochures, you name it, I wrote it. And I learned on the job, meaning... I read every copywriting book I could get my hands on. I started with pretty small clients, small privately or family-run businesses. And as my skills strengthened, I began working regularly with bigger clients, American Express, Sharp Electronics, Campari, Brown Brothers Harriman. I wrote for Redbook, and I wrote for an Italian lifestyle magazine, Inizio. And within six months to a year, I had a thriving business and I was never bored. Now, back then, I had very little competition. I advertised with a very small print ad in Adweek magazine, and I sent pitch letters to marketing managers from companies all over the metropolitan area. These were printed letters that I actually mailed out. This is before email was this big thing. So most of my work was in direct mail, brochures, ads, sales letters, etc. Because the internet was very young back then. We're talking dial-up and AOL. And websites were not as streamlined or visually beautiful and easy to read as they are today. Now, it was a lot of work finding and securing clients and billing them and all the expenses of running a business, but I built up a clientele pretty quickly, and as a writer, it allowed me to work with words all day long, and it sharpened my writing skills. Because as a freelance writer, 
And especially as a copywriter, you can't afford to waste any words. You can't be flowery or abstract. You need to be precise and succinct because you have limited space. It was pretty lucrative and it allowed me the space and time to write my other projects, to write short stories, to go to workshops and really write the things that I wanted to write and bring into the world that weren't necessarily going to translate into money. So I was able to devote time to my heart projects. So if you have the time and space to build a freelance writing career, it can give you the time freedom to write your book while sharpening your writing skills. So let's get right to it. Here are five ways you can earn money as a writer. Number one, copywriting. Now by copywriting, I mean content for businesses and nonprofits, entrepreneurs, etc. So the role of a copywriter is conversion, to convert, let's say, a website visitor or a viewer or reader into leads and then leads into customers or just to persuade people to take some kind of action. Now, these days, most of the copywriting is done on websites. So this is web content. We're talking home pages, about pages, product pages, service pages, landing pages, and blog content. More and more businesses and solopreneurs need copywriters for their websites. It's a skill that's in demand. And if you have a way with words, this is a fun job to have. So if you want in on this, what you can do is look at some websites that you admire and study them to see how they're laid out. How do they speak to their audience? What makes good website copy? What draws you in? So you have your web content, but then you have print. Some brochures are still in print. So brochures typically are short descriptions of products or classes or services or other offerings. And then there are press releases. This is a statement, a narrative that goes out to the media, newspapers and television, for example. A press release is sent to news outlets in the hopes of getting coverage for special announcements or business updates. It could be a product launch or a product update. It could be a new business venture. For example, I used to write press releases for a financial service company when I was getting started out. And most recently, a few years ago, I wrote press releases for a community-based television channel. So when they were introducing the channel, I wrote an announcement to get the media coverage. And as the programming expanded, when there were new programs to announce, I would write another press release. Now, press releases are pretty easy to write, and they're pretty lucrative. They follow a structure. 
So you write your most important information first. You get that up front. Now, unlike traditional stories, the ones that we write, where the climax happens towards the end of the story, in a press release, the climax occurs at the very beginning so that it can grasp immediate attention. So you want to get the who, what, where, when, and why right in that first sentence or two. So there's a hierarchy of information that's laid out at the page, but they're pretty simple to write. So let's talk about earnings and what you could expect. Well, when you're first starting out, you could earn anywhere between 20000 and 40000 per year. But as you gain speed and experience, you can earn $60,000 a year to $100,000 per year and up. It really depends on how much time you can devote and how much experience you accrue. Now, back in the late 90s, I was charging a dollar a word for press releases and advertorials. So for a press release, I would often bill between $400 and $700, sometimes more. And I could write them in just a couple of hours. And then I would make project fees for things like ads and web copy, depending on how big the ad was or how many pages for the website. Copywriting is always an in-demand skill. It never goes out of style. And don't worry about chat GPT because that cannot replace a good copywriter. It just can't. Okay, on to number two, feature articles. These are for newspapers and magazines. And many magazines now are online. Now these are harder to break into because you'll start with a pitch, a query letter that you'll target to the magazine's editors. And you should study the magazine and all the back issues carefully to see what they've already published and to put your finger on the pulse of who the audience is or the niche that they serve so that you have a better chance of getting an assignment. Now, even if your pitch isn't accepted, don't despair because you're beginning a relationship with the editors and that will serve you if you pitch them later on. You want to make sure that you follow their submission guidelines. Every magazine has different guidelines. So know the magazine and know the audience before you pitch your article idea. Editors really like to get a sense that you've read the magazine, you're familiar with it, and that you are in touch with their audience needs and what they want to read and what they're concerned about. Now, a good start, if you want to take this route, is with regional magazines in your area. They often hire freelancers. The pay isn't as high as major magazines, and you may not get paid at all, but it builds your portfolio. So if magazine writing is the way you want to go, build up your portfolio, build up your confidence, build up your skills. Now, as I mentioned, a lot of magazines are online nowadays, and some publish essays, some publish creative nonfiction meaning memoir or personal essays, and others publish fiction. 
These are usually non-paying though. However, I'm mentioning it here anyway, because there are also specialty online magazines that do pay. So if you have a specialty, if you're an expert in something, find those magazines that speak to that audience, to that expertise. Maybe you know a lot about psychology. Maybe you know a lot about parenting. So look for the specialty magazines, both in print and online, and pitch them. Okay, moving on to number three, email marketing. These are usually weekly emails or monthly emails or every so often whenever there's something to announce. They're also welcome sequences. There are emails to launch a new product or service or to announce updates to a product or service. And they're usually delivered through email service providers like ConvertKit, MailChimp, or ActiveCampaign, for example. Most businesses nowadays have email lists so they can stay in touch with their clients or their customers and tell them about new products, new offerings, or just to connect. I have a friend who owns a vegan restaurant in Woodstock, New York, and she writes emails that connect with her patrons just on a human level. She's not selling anything. She doesn't even talk about her menu or anything to do with the restaurant, really. She just talks about renewal and challenges that she's facing. It's more personal. And so she uses email to forge a deeper connection to her patrons. Her social media page does more of the promotion of the restaurant, but she uses her email just to connect with her customers in a different way that's outside of the restaurant itself. So she's not selling anything. Most companies are doing a similar thing. They want to keep in touch, but if it's a product-based business, they will probably just do it to announce new products or to show how to use a product. So there's different ways that they can use email marketing to stay in touch with their customers so that when they're ready to buy, they're ready to buy. So small businesses, big organizations, business to business, or business to consumer, these are all relying more and more on email to stay in touch and connect with their clients, their customers, to promote their offerings, and most businesses hire this out. And they do this so that they don't just email and reach out when they have something to sell, but they build up trust. They build up likability. And more and more companies need people to write these emails. It's another form of copywriting, but it's more conversational. So if this is a route you're interested in taking, keep a swipe file of emails you receive from businesses or online stores, emails that you actually read, study the subject lines, look at the body of the email, see what they're doing. It's usually short sentences, it's more conversational, and there's an art to it. 
there's usually some call to action. It's either a link to a website product page or a sales page, or it's getting some kind of an ask, some call to action, leading the reader to take some kind of action. Now, an average email can fetch $700 per email. There's an art to it, and most companies do not have the time to spend crafting these emails. And more and more companies are hiring this out. Okay, on to number four, social media. Many, many companies, many entrepreneurs do not have time to do their own social media. I don't have time to do my own social media. This is commonly hired out by a freelancer. I once did the social media for the television station I mentioned earlier. I also did their press releases and I designed and wrote their website. But the most consistent part of my week was creating social media content. This is super easy to find work doing. Many companies are looking for social media managers who can create consistent posts daily. So there's a strategy and then there's execution. Now, another aspect of social media is creating ads, like Facebook ads and Instagram ads. This is a skill that is in high demand because the ads now, especially now, are so expensive. So you have to do it right. And this falls more under the category of copywriting, but it requires technical skill. It requires marketing skills and copywriting skills. Very much in demand. Businesses and entrepreneurs typically hire this out. Okay, moving on to number five, contests. I love this option. You could do this whether you're doing the other four that we talked about, but contests are a great way to earn extra money and bring your story to the highest version it can possibly be. There are contests for fiction writers, nonfiction writers, memoir writers, novelists, flash fiction writers, poets. There are first chapter contests. There are contests for novel excerpts. What I like about contests is that it gets you in the habit of submitting your work, hitting deadlines, and elevating your story to its best version. Now, there are usually entry fees. Most are about $20 per entry. But there are so many contests for new unpublished writers, new and emerging writers. And whether you win first place, second place, or third, or if you're a finalist, this is always a great thing to include when you're querying agents. Now, contest winners can receive between $1,000 and all the way up to $5,000 and more. So it's a great way to earn some money from your craft while getting better at your writing. Now, some contests include Narrative Magazine. That's a little more 
competitive, but they give $5,000 as a first prize. So Narrative Magazine is online and they have an annual contest for new unpublished writers. Craft Literary has a first chapter contest every year. So I will gather some links for you and include them in the show notes. Okay, so let's wrap this up. We talked about five ways to earn money as a writer, either part-time or full-time. You can do this as a freelancer, or you can work for an organization. Lots of organizations are hiring in-house or they're doing a hybrid of remote work and in-house. But I'm always going to say freelancing is the better deal because it gives you more flexibility to devote to your own writing. So here are the five ways we talked about. Number one, copywriting. This refers to online and print, but online is where most of the work is these days. These are home pages and landing pages, sales pages, product pages, etc. And then with print, sometimes there are brochures, there are ads, press releases, etc. But most of the work you're going to find nowadays is through websites online. Number two, feature articles. These are print magazines and online magazines. Harder to break into, but if you're an expert in a certain category, let's say gardening or psychology, parenting, auto mechanics, special ed, then you have a great chance at publication. Number three, email marketing. These are usually once a week or more or monthly It's more of a dialogue between the company or the entrepreneur and their audience. So it's more personal. Number four, social media. So many companies are hiring this out and many hire them in-house or they do a hybrid. But this is a great opportunity for a freelancer. And number five, writing contests. Now, many companies do a little bit of all of these. So you may land with a company that has you doing their website, that has you doing their email marketing and their social media. So there's usually a combination of things. So if you can land a client that has you doing a little bit of all of that and they can put you on retainer, that could be a good source of income. So I hope this gives you some ideas on how you can make some money as a writer. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon. 